welcome ladies to another episode of For Such a Time as This, where we help women display the beauty of the gospel. Hi Em. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thanks Janelle. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm pretty excited for tonight's topic. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pleased you're excited. Yeah, I know. Are you I'm excited looking, every time? I'm actually looking forward to it and I'm challenged when I think about it. Mm. Um, but before That's we delve one. into that, when you think about getting old, what thoughts come to mind? Um, well, I do think it's only more recently I've started to think about getting old. I think uh, historically I've been more along the lines of do not worry about tomorrow for today has enough trouble of its own. But I think the signs of old age are slowly creeping in. And I don't just mean the uh, great hairs that I do have. Um, but I think the uh, starting to not be able to read things, even when I've got glasses on. Slightly I mis- do like your new glasses, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I can read with these glasses. I had glasses before that I still couldn't read. So... But um, yeah, the mishearing words people talk to you, or you repeat yourself, you tell people the same things that you've already told them. Like, I just remember that <clears throat> being signs of old age and I've noticed them creeping in. Although I did have a hearing test at the same time I had an eyesight test and they told me my hearing was completely fine. Oh, so it must be other go. people's problem, not me. <laughs> That's right. Um, I tell you what though, for me, if I'm not thinking about the future and getting old through the lens of the gospel, Mm. I can actually become almost a little bit sad. Mm. Um, And and part of that is, as you would know, Ollie and I had children later in life. And Mm -hmm. so if I think about uh, our children, when they're 10, how old I'll be, when they're 20, how old I'll be, um, at times I can get a little bit sad. Mm. Um, Or when I'm exercising, I think, oh gosh, have I reached my peak and and that's it. (laughs) Well, uh, there's no hope for me. I was exercising with you yesterday and you were definitely way fitter and stronger than me. So if you've reached your peak, (laughs) there's no hope for me. Um, Yeah. And so there's, there's things where not fearful, but things where I can be, if I'm not thinking about God's sovereignty, if I'm not looking at the future through the lens of the gospel, I can Mm. just, I cannot be super excited about Mm. getting old, uh, if that makes sense. Um, And I think tonight's one of these topics where we need to be thinking with the lens of the gospel. Otherwise, we may not think it's important. Because biblically speaking, there's a lot of things to be excited about in getting old. Like, for starters, (laughs) heaven. Well, (laughs) heaven could come at any age, might not be old. Any time. But life is a gift, yeah, and each day is a gift. And I think you you recognise that when you hear stories of people that um, die younger than we would expect. So I think to have each day is definitely a gift. And with age... The hope is comes wisdom, like a maturity and growth in Christ. So, I was actually reading <clears throat> Proverbs in my quiet times just oh, recently, yeah. and I came across this uh, Proverbs sixteen thirty one: "Gray hair is a crown of glory; it is gained in a righteous life." So wow. maybe I need to stop covering up my gray no. hairs. Let those gray hairs go free, ladies. <laughs> it's right. official. It's a crown of glory. <laughs> um, and that's right. And staying thankful for exactly where God has me at mm. this particular point for such a time as this. Definitely. Um, and so tonight, Em, um, we actually want to look at Titus 2 um, yeah. because we think that's such a, an important foundation uh, within our church. And, and God actually has a lot to say about getting old. We read mm. one passage just then. He also has a lot to say about one another's in Scripture. Yeah. And the importance of the body, the importance of encouraging one another, mm. building one another up, yeah. um, you know, pointing out sin. There's a whole lot of one another's. And yeah. so would you like to read Titus 2 for us as we kick off? Sure. I look at Titus 2, verses 3 to 5 says this. It says, Older women likewise are to be reverent in behaviour, 
not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, and so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And so, Em, how important are these verses for us as women today? Very. (laughs) In in, in a nutshell. Done. (laughs) But, well, well, they're very important because every verse in Scripture is very important. And I think when you ask me that question, the the Scripture passage that comes to mind is 2 Timothy 3, um, verses 16 to 17. It says, All Scripture is God-breathed, or breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So as with all of Scripture, these verses are profitable for teaching us, for encouraging us, for training us, for equipping us for every good work. And I think, um, as we talked about in our first episode, the, the Great Commission that we're given in Matthew 28, mm. 19, 20, 19 to 20, to go forth and make disciples of all nations, um, is obviously a broad broad brush um, Great Commission. And then in Titus 2, it becomes more gender-specific, looking at teaching or having older women to teach and train younger women. It says, um, you know, they are to teach it's not if they feel like it, if yes. they want to, if they think they're gifted. He's saying older women are to teach and train younger women. That is something that God is calling us to do as women. So that the word of God may not be reviled. Yeah, definitely. And I think as we think back to our hope and our prayer for all of these podcasts, it's so that we as women display yeah. the beauty of the gospel to yeah. a world that doesn't know Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Um, and and, and to, our brother, uh, to our brothers and sisters in Christ who do know Jesus. Yeah. And this is just another opportunity to grow into Jesus. Jesus. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think some people could be reading these verses and let's look at older women first mm-hmm. um, specifically. So Paul gives older women a specific charge to train younger women. Yeah. And so as an older women, woman within the context of our church, how can I be positioning myself to train younger women? Yeah, and I think that's a great question because I think we all need to switch on to that because even if we're 19 years old, we're all an older woman to somebody. So... Um, how can we position ourselves to teach and train? I think in some ways it's not getting too hung up on the words teach and train and think about, okay, what is he asking us to do here? What does that really mean? And I think what he's talking about is basically the principle of coming alongside Mm. other women, encouraging them, taking an interest, praying with them. As you talked about the one another, the scriptures, that's that's the way we play that out. It doesn't mean you have to have all the answers. I think that's um, something that can definitely have put me off. In the it past, can be paralyzing. Maybe. Yes, because I think, what if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to? Well, it's like, well, you just say, I don't know. Yeah. Or, hey, let me ask someone and I'll get back to you. Like, um, it's, yeah, it's not about having to have all the answers for people. So I think that's what can sometimes put us off as older women, or we can be just very aware of the mistakes we've made. Um, but how can we position ourselves is actually just, I think, taking interest, caring, being bothered, asking how people are get involved in their lives, see what's going on. And I think in a time-poor culture that we yeah. all seem to experience and use the phraseology for, yeah, I think um, our, our church actually provides some great mm. structures in which it's easy in some respects for older women to train younger women and vice versa to yeah, learn from older definitely. women. Which is a big part of why we do church the way we do. Like, mm. um, I know it can be 
different churches do it differently and we can have some have youth services and family services and even older people services and um, but that's one thing we value at Sovereign Grace is to have the different generations together even in GCs as much as possible to have um, multi-generational so that we can learn from each other in the different seasons we're in. And so it's a great opportunity rather than making a specific time on on top of other things an easy way to begin is making the most of growth group nights and yes, asking some yeah. of the younger women how are you going? How are you finding this? Yeah. Following up on topics shared um, yeah. on a night or coming to the women's breakfasts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's plenty of time to chat pre and post yeah, those yeah. talks. Get involved in the ladies' Bible studies. Well, actually gives you a chance to meet um, other women that you're maybe not in GC with, which has been good. I know I've really appreciated that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just, yeah, so there's different... Um, avenues already provided of course you know you can meet up for coffee you can go to someone's yeah. home yeah but it's about starting it is and making right. yourself available yeah mm-hmm. and ha- yeah have, just having that heart and, and seeing the importance of it understanding what the bible is calling us to and i know my heart for us at sovereign grace as ladies is that you know as you said we are quite a young church really we do have a handful of older ladies not old <laughs> call them old but older ladies, but we are primarily a younger church. But like, I just pray that in like 10, 20, 30 years, we are a church that has lots of gray hairs in those <laughs> seats that are <laughs> coming alongside younger ladies, coming alongside the youth and encouraging them and seeking to impart wisdom to them, seeking to remind them that God is faithful through things they're walking through, like that, like. I will die a happy happy person if that happens in Sovereign Grace. And I think, you know, the verses that we read here, there are topics to be talking about. There are things that yeah. younger women need to be trained in, but these aren't exhaustive. No. And yeah. so, you know, by the grace of God, older women are able to testify to God's faithfulness mm. and to um, his goodness and the fact that he carries, you know, us through trials. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so there's definitely... Many ways in which older women can encourage and teach and and yeah. build up. The and I think women are doing it without even realizing. Yes. Like I've definitely been taught and trained by some old women in our church that they would not realize they taught and trained me. Yes, <laughs> just watching them walk through the different different situations they've been in, hearing them talk at different things. Yeah, so I've definitely been encouraged, but I don't think they would. <laughs> probably realise. <laughs> no, that's right. And so conversely, M, if we're younger women. How can we position ourselves as younger women to receive training? I think as we've prepared for this talk, I've actually been really challenged by this. Mm. I think it's one of those things where I can just put to the side, you know, I can make myself feel better by, oh, I'm at church on Sunday listening to Mm. God's word or I'm attending GC regularly or I'm listening to great podcasts and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I can think... Yeah, I can not see this as important as it is yeah. um, in Scripture. So you can keep yeah. me accountable. You can ask me how am I seeking out older women. <laughs> I will try. Um, <laughs> to, Good question. Something to, I've been challenging too. I think we get we get busy and we forget, don't yeah, we? So we do, but clearly yeah. it's important. And so, <clears throat> right. as younger women, how can we position ourselves to be trained? I think a big thing is just asking questions. Like I think, and I think that's the easiest way for an older lady to speak into your life. It's very difficult for her to come along and just say, hey, I was having a thought. <laughs> Would you like to hear about this? Like, Whereas if you ask questions, there's something you're working on, something you're seeking to grow in. Have a look around you. The, the ladies God has put in, in your life, in your church, in your gospel community group. 
find someone you respect in that area and just ask how did you how did you do that like you know somebody that's particularly strong in praying and you think might think oh you know I'd love to grow in prayer ask that lady ask how did you grow in prayer because she won't have always been like that same with reading the bible you know your bible so well how have you sought to do that how do you memorize scripture like what does your time with the lord look like I know different things that part in the past I've talked to people about fasting um talk to some ladies that have done that was something I was seeking to grow in and that was really helpful so I think just asking questions and um just being open letting mm. people into our lives and saying hey I'm actually really struggling with this when people say how are you <laughs> the, the pat answer is I'm good thanks <laughs> well maybe you're not good and maybe if you know the situation allows you can say that and talk and say actually I'm struggling with this at the moment do you have any thoughts like or could you just pray with me mm. sometimes it can be as simple as that just asking people to pray with us so and I think that can be powerful. Um, Definitely, yeah. And and so I think you've alluded to it already, but when we think about this Titus two principle of mm. older women training younger women, how important has it been in your life? How important is it for the lives of women in our church? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's something I was actually mindful of, just restudying again for this this topic for this podcast. Um, because I think it's actually been very important in my life. And I think even through years when I haven't realised it, and I think probably the ladies around me haven't realised it, like growing up in a Christian home, I grew up around a lot of Christian women, both in the family and in the church. Had a great Christian mum that really sought to teach me and train me, but probably more, she taught me more than she realised, just through modelling, modelling to me what living for Jesus looked like and, and seeing that. And then I think... More so than when we moved to America to the Pastors College, I think I really saw it a lot more. People were much more intentional about discipleship there. So I think mm. that was the first time I sort of experienced um, some, yeah, more structured discipleship thing. Well, I think I people were really great just asking those deeper questions, getting below the surface. Um, like, yeah, I think that was one of the first times I realised. I can remember sitting with one lady having a coffee and she was talking to me she was saying sharing her own struggle which I think as an older woman that can be a great way of teaching and training young women is to share your own struggle I remember that just as an aside when we first started the church plant Mm. and we had the planting team and I remember my very first essentially it was a growth group but all the ladies came together and we were doing broken down house oh yes it was the first time ever I had seen older ladies share so honestly about their lives their marriages and their sin yeah and it it just a, it blew my mind, but yeah. second, it brought me so much encouragement yes. just to hear these ladies Completely. share so vulnerably. And that's what happened to me in America. Like I had this this friend that was sat, and she was talking about um, her friendship with another friend, her good friend, who had started spending time with another lady, which was completely fine, nothing wrong with that. But she's like, I'm jealous. Mm. I'm jealous of their relationship. And I'm like, I thought that was just me that struggled with things like that. I thought everyone else left that in the school playground, you know? So... I think, yeah, just having her sit there and share her struggles just enabled me to start opening up and showing, yeah, well, actually, maybe I think I do that too. Like, and can you help me? And yeah, I think just that year was a massive year of growth for me. And I think a big part of that was the older ladies taking an interest in me, coming along. So I was 20, turned 21 when I was in America. So mm. very young. And yeah, I'm very grateful for the way they continued. To, they poured their lives into me, and I think since then, yeah, it's just continued. Like in the different churches I've been in, different places, both in the UK and now in Australia, just yeah, have seen the importance of that older woman, younger woman relationship. And so, what would you say to someone who says this is great, and I understand the importance of it? 
but I just don't have time. Yeah. Well, when you asked me that question, I remember reading the, the um, Nancy DeMoss Wolgamuth book, Adorned, which, like, if you want to read more on this topic and you haven't read Adorned, I would highly recommend that as a, as a great book. read. It's the sort of book I just kind of reread every year, really, because it's just such a great book, so much to learn from it. And she addresses this question of not having the time for this kind of relationship. And um, basically what she said was, well, this is something, as we've seen, that God calls us to in Scripture. And if God calls us to it, then we have the time to do it. And if we haven't got the time to do it, then maybe we need to be looking at our schedules and thinking, what is in our schedules that maybe shouldn't be there mm-hmm. if we haven't got time for what God has called us to do? So that would be one thing. But I think also just having realistic expectations of what that looks like. Like, don't think you've got to suddenly schedule lots of extra meetings in your weeks. Like, I think it can be that conversation in the church foyer on a Sunday. I think it can be... Um, yeah, in growth groups, seeking to really come and be present and seeking to encourage and, and pray for the ladies in your group and the same with GCs. And it can be as simple as sharing over WhatsApp as well. Yes, so if, yes, if, definitely. You yeah. know, I think some of the most powerful things have come through WhatsApp sharing yeah, when yeah. ladies have, have said, this is going on in my week. Yeah, Please pray for me. Do you have any counsel, any advice? And that Completely. can be a really easy way just to invite yeah counsel and training and and help yeah definitely so I, I think it's just not not overthinking it and thinking it's got to be a structured teach and train and I've got to have a discipleship lesson and yeah it can be very informal like what how about for you what does that look like in your life um I think I think for me like I think a bit like you I'm thankful for my mum who's mm-hmm. a Christian and I know that I can go to her and and ask her anything um more recently, I think some of the big things for me, as you know, I like to be in control and I like to have <laughs> things sorted. Um, I may have noticed that, Nelly. May yeah, have, yeah. Look, a few people might have. Um, <laughs> and I think for me, motherhood has shown I can't be in control mm. all the time. And yeah. sometimes how that manifests itself is fear. Um, and so having women that I can go to and say, help me. Yeah. I, I, I feel lost. I feel angry. I feel you know, unsure, um, you know, this is my particular issue at this particular time. Yeah. How do I do it? And yeah. and sometimes that's practical help. Sometimes that's prayer. Mm. Other times it's the reminder that this will pass. Yeah. Um, Keep going. God's in it. <laughs> Cheering you on. Yeah. He goes before right. you. He will yeah. not leave you or forsake you. Yeah. Um, but your season will yeah. change. Um, I love the um, premise in Hebrews of, of being in, in a race. Um and just like it's not a solo race we're in this like I think of like the Tough Mudder which I've never done the Tough Mudder and will never do the Tough Mudder race done a few you have (laughs) because you are slightly crazy but like I think it's a great illustration of what in Tough Mudder from what I hear you are helping each other through the different obstacles and, and the course you're not just seeking to beat each other you're actually seeking to win together to 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 run the race together yeah and you need your team you do because you can't do some of those things by yourself no. like i would not be, you'd be dragging me through those nelly you do not <laughs> want me in the team but i just think the Titus two principle is just like that we want to be working together we want to be doing life together running this race that god has set out for us together like i think that's really exciting like i'd way rather run this with other people than by myself so And so I have probably two practical questions to finish off. Mm. Um, The first one being, how would you encourage an older woman who thinks they have nothing to offer? 
um, mm. because I think sometimes the women in our church, thinking of them, they're actually humble ladies. They are. And yeah. they, they don't put themselves forward. No. They quietly serve Jesus. Um, and their lives are a testimony to Jesus. Yeah. But they actually think, I've got nothing to offer. Yeah. How would you encourage them? Um, I would encourage them by, first you remind it's actually, it's not about us mm. in, in many senses. Like, our, our, the role as old women is to point people to Jesus. So I think... Yes, great, share your life where you can. I think even um, allowing people to learn from your mistakes. Like, I know for me, probably the people I warm to the most are the people that are willing to share their mistakes, to share their struggles, to share where they mess up, because I can relate to those kind of people, because I mess up and Mm. I have struggles and I haven't got it all together. Whereas I think if, as an older woman, if they were coming towards me with someone that seemingly had it all together, I think in some ways I'd probably shut down and back off a little bit because I'd feel like, well, I'd, like, I don't want them to see what I'm really like because they've clearly got it all together. So I think just be yourself, be real, seek to point people to Jesus, remind people of God's faithfulness, remind them of grace when, when we mess up. And, yeah, just not, not worry about having to have it all together, having to have all the right answers, just pointing people to Jesus and praying with people. Mm. And I think this one um, from both sides when thinking about and sometimes it can be actually quite hard to know how to break into circles mm-hmm. um it can be hard to know for an older woman how do i you know i'm thinking if there's a whole group of young yeah. youth girls how do i actually break in and start talking to them or, you're not the first person to tell me youth girls are scary <laughs> <laughs> or if there's i live with a couple so i know they're not really that scary yeah yours are they scary. just um <laughs> oh, no. they've had their scary moments <laughs> Um, or, you know, as an older lady, I see a group of 30-year-old ladies all in the same season chatting. Yes. How do we physically break into those circles? Or conversely, I'm a younger woman and I see, you know, the older women there. How do yeah. I break in? How do we we do that? Yeah, that's, that's and more good questions. Oh, look, I think just some thoughts would be going up and saying hello. Taking an interest in what's going on in their life, taking an interest, you know, their job, what are they up to in that, or if they're studying, the young girls at school. It was actually um, one of the services a couple of months ago, one of your daughters was actually mm. walking through the corridor and I made, you know, just a passing comment and she stopped and we chatted for quite a while and mm. it was just so encouraging so scary, and, eh? <laughs> and so lovely. And so I think that is, it's just... yeah. You know, it might start with a couple of sentences that yeah. then might build into a couple of minutes, and it's just building yeah, relationships where that we can. The other vice versa from from my daughter is the the way they've appreciated it at different times having those conversations with the other ladies. So, yeah, don't assume that they don't want to talk to you because mm. I think yeah, that's a, it can be a lie of the enemy, like definitely, and just our own flesh in that. I think making them, as you said before, making the most of ladies' socials, making the most of ladies' breakfast, the Bible studies. Um, for those of people that are around, like if you're around in the week coming to Mums to Mums, like that's uh, one reason we set that up, like not just for the mums that have young kids, but for older ladies that might be around in the week. And I think that's so helpful too, because, you know, I try where I can (laughs) to Mm. listen to podcasts and to fill my mind with truth because... I love a good podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and, and I... And, yeah, I try and fill my mind where I can um, with truth. But mm. it's kind of not enough, is it? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. There's um, something to be said for community. 
there is something to be said to, for community and like I love podcasts too I love blogs and I've got so much great stuff from them but I don't think they can replace community and re- replace life on life discipleship because I think when it comes to podcasts the people on there they don't know us mm. like they can't ask us the hard questions they can't see what's going on in our life and and seek to be that faithful friend to us I think also with podcasts I know for me I tend towards the podcast that would agree with what (laughs) (laughs) the way I think (laughs) so I think just having old ladies that actually can get to know you get to see your life get to know your struggles there's nothing that is going to replace that so yeah podcasts and blogs have their place but yeah absolutely yeah shouldn't really be our main discipleship tool yeah and I think ultimately let's be praying Let's be praying for one another as women within our church that, you know, regardless of the context, whether we're married, whether we're single, whether we're grandparents, mothers, Mm -hmm. students, um, you know, living at home, living away from home, Mm. all that kind of thing, that we would be women who display the beauty of the gospel. Mm. We would be women who speak into each other's lives and build one another up um, so that the word of God may not be reviled, so that the truth of our saviour might be displayed to that's the world. Right. Yeah, that's um, right. And it's not an accident. We're with the people that we are. Like yeah. we saw about for such a time as this, God has put us in the perfect place at the perfect time for us. He's put us in the church. He wants us in right now with the ladies. He wants us in with to be around right now. And so I think that's exciting to get to do life together in this way. And so. I think God will honor that prayer. He will yeah. show us uh, yeah. who to invest in, who to yeah. learn from. Um, and it's exciting. And so, like I said at the beginning, I certainly don't have this all together. No, I am me neither. It's on a journey. Progress, yeah. And I think since having three children, it's fallen off <laughs> a little bit. A little bit distracted, huh? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's be on this journey um, yeah. And I think we actually have beautiful ladies who are doing this. Um, we do, yeah. Already who we are do. investing in. Of, yeah. And recognising, remembering that we're all older ladies and we're all younger ladies. Yes. So, yeah. Well, would you pray for us yeah, uh, as to. we close? Great. Lord, we do thank you that you thank you that you have saved us into your family, Lord, that we are not called to do this life alone. Lord, I thank you um, for your word. And then I thank you for the people that you have put around us, Lord, to encourage us, to pray with us, to spur us on lord and to point us towards you lord i thank you for the other younger ladies you've put around us where we can seek to do that to, to them father and i just pray for us at, as ladies at sovereign grace lord i pray would you uh, fan this into flame father would you give us a heart for each other a love for each other lord a desire to see um one another grow and become to be the ladies that you've called us to be father and would you help us to apply this principle to our lives mm. by your grace amen amen and if you haven't read the book adorned mm. uh, m did mention that tonight um nancy does a wonderful job of yeah. really unpacking titus 2 and yeah. how that can look in different we've literally contexts. done headlines so yeah right. and, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. right probably left you with more questions than answers <laughs> um but yeah read yeah. her book um mm-hmm. or go look, chat to janelle um, <laughs> um yep always love a chat um read her book it's uh, really helpful well thanks for joining us ladies looking forward to joining with you again on our next episode of for such a time as this 